Welcome to the 52 Love Podcast, your show for 52 love lessons in 52 weeks. Before we dive in, remember you can find the video version of this episode on YouTube along with the rest of the series. And now here's your host, Ms. Tanya Todd. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the 52 Love Podcast. I am your host, Tanya Todd. 52 Love began as a blog series last year, 52 Love Lessons in 52 Weeks. This year, we are exploring each of those tips with a new guest each week. This week's tip is to go camping with your partner or to enjoy nature together. And here to talk about it is my guest, Terry Malley. Will you tell us about yourself and what you do? Uh, sure, Tanya. I'm really happy to be here and to be able to share some insights about uh, this week's tip. Um, you know that question about how to introduce myself, I, I probably gave it way more thought than a lot of people would, but um, I, wanted to, I wanted to think about what was the most important thing I wanted you to know about myself, and this is what I want you to know. I'm a curious person. Uh, I'm inquisitive. I think life is a big mystery, but it's not the kind of mystery that you're supposed to figure out the answer to. It's the kind of mystery that exists for you to explore and experience. So I'm, I'm a curious person. I'm also a really grateful person. I know how privileged I am, the opportunities that my life has given me to be able to explore this great mystery. I'm privileged to be able to spend the last 50 plus years with Eddie who has been my companion, uh, my support, my encouragement, my challenger, uh, <laughs> and my lover. Um, I'm also privileged to be the mother of a beautiful, beautiful son and an extraordinary grandson and absolutely, unequivocally, no arguments allowed, best great-granddaughter in the world. Oh. <laughs> That's a wonderful introduction. I love that. And I, I see that you are a very curious person. And you do, even in your, your work, the, your writing, I see your curiosity and your gratitude. Oh, well, that's a very nice thing to say. Thank you for those very kind words. <laughs> you know, it's there. Uh, it's, well. it's in the characters. It's in their, their inner thoughts. And I... I definitely see you in multiple characters in your writing. While we're talking, I know we usually talk about the tip first, but you brought up your curiosity. Why don't we talk a little bit about the type of writing that you do? Because I think that that probably speaks to why you write mystery. Um, okay. Um, the type of writing that I do. Uh, you know, I have to say that earlier, during my working life especially, um, I wrote essays because um, an essay is the form that allows me to explore an idea. You know, it, it allows me to explore intellectually um, and emotionally uh, an idea, a concept, an event. I'll, I'll write an essay about an event maybe that touches me and I want to explore how that feels um, and what, what there might be for me to learn or that might contribute to my growth as a human being. Um, and a good example of that is the death a few years ago of my dear friend Karen. Um, and that's the subject of the essay Going uh, that 
has been published in an online magazine called Leaping Clear. Uh, any death, I think, it touches people, you know? Mm -hmm. But I wanted to try to capture the experience for me, um, which required me to let some time go by mm -hmm. um, so that uh, I could integrate it a little bit. It, um, it, it felt too raw right at the beginning. I might, I might actually and often do scribble some notes about the immediate feelings, mm -hmm. the, the physical uh, feelings in particular. What does this feel like in my body? Because my mind is too overwhelmed, you know, to really think about it. But my body can talk to me, so I'll let it, you know, I'll let it talk to me. Yeah, that's great. I, and I, I read that. I remember it was very touching and moving. And just, it was total coincidence, but I came across it again recently, and I read it within the last month or so. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, I'm, I'm yeah, It was lovely. And I'm wondering your reason for writing down those feelings in the moment. Is it so that you can access it later when you're trying to sort your thoughts and write it intellectually? Or do you do it to help you process? You know, I think it's actually both. Part of it is the, the curiosity. Like, what does this feel in my body? What does it feel like in my body? Mm -hmm. And and that's another, I guess we could say, interesting aspect of my life. Um, because I grew up in a time and in a family that um, devalued your body. I, mm -hmm. I was, I'm not trying to um, denigrate any particular religion or even social structure, but uh, that I grew up in this time when it was the, the prevailing ideal was mind over matter. And so I didn't treat my body well. I didn't love my body. In fact, I pretty much resented it. And it wasn't until I was in my 20s and I happened across yoga that um, the, the, the stereotypical light bulb moment you mean to tell me I could have a different relationship with my body? I could actually love my body? This teacher was so incredible and just opened my, my mind to, to a whole different way of relating to my physical body. And my body became one of my, um, we'll call it a companion in the exploration <laughs> of life. So that's a, that's a habit that developed out of decades ago. I still do a modified form of yoga today. Uh, and I'm, I am grateful. You talk about privilege. I mean, that was one mm -hmm. of the privileges of my life to run across this incredible teacher. I've never had a yoga teacher like this woman ever again. And I'm so grateful that she was the one to introduce me to that. Well, so, that explains yeah. why you have yoga in your mystery novel. Because <laughs> I think that's a new one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's, that's probably, I'm telling you that it feels like writing the mystery is just um, drawing the threads of so many different areas of my life, so many different interests that I, that I have explored in my life. And finding organic ways that they just offer themselves. Oh, mm -hmm. this character could do this. Oh, this character could do that. And I must confess, Tanya, that it is true not just for the 
good characters in my yeah. in my book. Yes, also I've, for I've had those experiences too. It's like, oh, if all of my characters are me, that means that this one is too. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it, it's it's humbling, you know. But but it, yeah, but it's true. It is true. So tell us about your work in progress. Um, I'm writing the first book in what I hope, what I plan, will be a series of mystery novels featuring two, two, uh, well, the protagonist is um, Z, and uh, she has two companions, we'll call them sort of co-protagonists, okay? <laughs> and, and Z is a very successful humor columnist who is experiencing a midlife crisis, wondering about how she has spent her life. Um, thus far and whether it's really been a worthwhile way to spend her life. And she gets dragged into the mystery because she uh, sets up an interview and then goes to, goes to the interview and discovers uh, the guy's dead recently, very mm. recently, stabbed to death. So very recently. Very, <laughs> the blood is still dripping on the floor, you know. And, and I should say for uh, just for anyone who's listening that uh, I don't I don't get into blood and gore and, and you know intestines spilling out and all that kind of I, I don't need that I don't want that in what I read so it's not going to be in what I write <laughs> um, but that's how Z gets uh, dragged into the mystery um, she is um, I would say aided and abetted by her lifelong friend Fontina who is a um, a new age flower child who has grown up and channeled her sensibilities and her ideals into a holistic living business which she runs with her life partner Emilio and Fantina teaches yoga uh, among other things mm -hmm. and concocts she's going to be a scene stealer <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, many people who, who have read portions of this book and offered critiques for me have commented on what a strong and interesting character Fantina is which has challenged me to make sure that Z is every bit as strong and interesting as Fantina is. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, there's the love interest, too. Rico is the love Rico. interest. Rico, everyone loves Rico. Tall, dark, and handsome, kind of. Vaguely dangerous, uh, smart, tough, seasoned crime reporter who is totally in love with Z and whom she is afraid to acknowledge that she is also totally in love with because of various incidents and betrayals in her history. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's the story that I'm Sounds like on. you've given these characters a lot of thought. I have, um, and, and, that, and that is in part due to um, information from critique partners and also from a very uh, talented, insightful editor that I'm working with right now. Um, Excellent. To, to make sure that these are characters that readers will want to spend time with. So. Very cool. So I would like to get into the tip a little bit. Okay, sure. This week's tip is to go camping or to enjoy the outdoors with your partner. And I, full disclosure, everyone, it is, she lives in Las Vegas and we just had what has been called a monsoon and it is very hot and muggy in the air. So I am, I, did not make her go and do this right now, but she has experiences uh, doing this in her past and has <laughs> drawn on those to give us a, a view of what her insights are and has also included her partner in this. So go ahead, Terry, tell us, 
your thoughts on that. Okay, okay. So um, I'm actually going to tell you about a time that Eddie and I slept outside on a screened-in porch. Uh, this would have been when we still lived in Ohio before we moved to Las Vegas, so the weather was more conducive. And as I recall, it was in the fall, so not uh, unbearably, oppressively hot or humid as Ohio can be. But the situation was that we painted our bedroom. And, you know, we weren't going to try to sleep in a newly painted bedroom. That just, that was not going to be conducive to a good night's sleep. So no, we had this lovely, nor healthy. <laughs> yeah, or healthy, right, yeah. Um, so we had this lovely screened-in porch on the side of our house. And it, it was the perfect place, um, in part because it's screened, and I have no love for bugs. So I, I didn't have to be concerned about um, uh, mosquito bites, and mosquitoes love me, so... <laughs> That's an important thing. But the porch being on the side of the house, I'm going to try to describe it. Um, there's the one side of the porch, which is, of course, made up of the wall of the house. Opposite of that is a, um, one of the screened-in walls, and about 30 feet away from that wall is a creek and lots of trees. That's lovely. So that's a, that's a beautiful setting. Um, on one of the other sides, there, there was um, the backyard, but I, I want to qualify that by saying the way that the house was situated, all of the yards came together in, without fencing in, in a kind of a rolling field so that you couldn't see a house oh, from the other side. Oh, that's wonderful. And on the fourth side, there was a house you could see, although it wasn't directly across. It was probably about 100 feet away. But on that side, we put up canvas shades so mm -hmm. we could uh, have our privacy. privacy. Yeah. Yeah. So this is our this is our tent. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's perfect for me as far as I'm concerned. And the thing that I wanted to talk about first from the blog was that comment about falling away from the outside world, um, because th that's really what it felt like. Even, uh, even though we are literally just on the other side of the wall from the kitchen and the bathroom and all of the comforts of our ordinary life, we quite literally shut the door on that. Mm -hmm. And one of the, one of the uh, experiences that I had was the realization of how much the, quote, outside world lives inside us, how much mm -hmm. we carry around with us, that affects us all the time. We are always sensitive to our environment. And, and that can be other people, of course, but it could also be all the things that surround us, the pictures of our loved ones, the mementos of vacations that we took, you know, that kind of stuff. All of that's gone now. And it's amazing to me how just stepping outside of that Help me release it. Help me just be right in this moment, in this environment. Yeah, that's really interesting because if we've been talking about privilege a little bit here, if you don't have the privilege to say, take a trip away from your house, but you still want to get that experience of shutting away your home and getting outdoors with nature, you can do it this way without heavy expense or time. I, I so much agree, and that was one reason why I thought this particular experience might work, 
you know, for this this yeah. um, blog post uh, because it it doesn't. It, it, I'm going to jump ahead to one of my takeaways because it just fits here. But it's like we don't live in an either-or world. It's never either one thing or another. There's a, it's a huge spectrum of possibilities mm-hmm. in between backpacking in the wilderness and sleeping out on a screened-in porch. Or even just <laughs> sitting outside for an hour on your own porch or in your own yard or on your balcony. I, I would just really hope that your listeners would take that away from this conversation. Don't think in terms of either or. Don't think, oh, well, this doesn't apply because you can adapt it. You can yeah. be creative and you can get a lot. I got a lot of benefits from this little simple experience of just sleeping out outside. What were uh, some of the benefits? Well, okay. So, um... I'm going to talk a little bit about working with Eddie on this um, because one of the benefits was um, the sense of, of collaboration that, yeah. we, that we engaged in. That, now, you know, green, we didn't have to pick a camping spot or anything, but we did have to figure out how, what do we do with the furniture that normally takes up the space mm-hmm. on our, on our uh, porch? How do we... How do we arrange that? What do we do with it? Where do we put the bed? Where where do we put the, the pillows? Which way do we want to face? Right. Okay, now the great challenge of how do we get the dang sheets on the bed to stay in place, you know, and <laughs> that kind of stuff. There was some that, element of problem solving, right? <laughs> exactly. There is, and, and, uh, and uh, just a little, it's some creative thinking that's involved together. So, so that's one like really cool benefit that I didn't really expect, and, and I'm going to check my notes because I think Eddie had something to say about that. Um, I love that you made notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, isn't that great? Isn't that yes. great? Um, <laughs> he, he said, yeah, he, he commented on it too, that there was for him a, um, a kind of an unexpected sense of accomplishment when we did it. And I mean, it's just a little thing, but... We did it in a fun, playful way and mm-hmm. in an exploratory way. It's like, oh wait, I don't know the. Le- I don't know if I want to face that way. I feel more comfortable facing this way. Which side of the bed do you want to sleep on? You know, mm-hmm. it's there's something that's um, illuminating about doing something even as familiar as making a bed in an unfamiliar environment. <laughs> that's all I could say, you know. Uh, so that's one, you know, that's one um, benefit. I think we were talking about benefits, weren't we? Yes, yes. <laughs> and um, another, like, really obvious benefit uh, is getting out in nature and, and say, this this goes along with um, getting out of your usual environment mm-hmm. because, and, and Eddie also commented on this one too, there's a certain freedom um, in leaving your your normal, ordinary environment um, it's it's as if your environment, you just slip into your routines and your the, yeah. the your regulated actions, and when you change your environment, you don't have to necessarily follow those anymore. So it's so, not, I'm here. This is what I do here. You're not there. So you decide what you want to do and just enjoy the moment. Yeah. I mean, that is exactly right. That is exactly right. So, and then also 
because it's nature, um, for me, there is this particular renewing quality about nature in that there's nothing I need to fix. Mm. Uh, you know, if, if I take a walk in nature, I never find myself thinking, oh, man, I wish that tree was over there. <laughs> you know? You're like rearranging your furniture or moving I, I, a, a plant or something in your house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, exactly. It's just, you just, I, and I bet a lot of people, I mean, we just accept what nature offers us. And it's the way it's supposed to be the way it is. <laughs> it just, just the way it is. Um, and there's, that reminds me then about how much um, judging that we do in our ordinary lives. It just happens. It's what our mind does. Mm. I like this. I don't like that. I wish this. I, I don't wish that. Too bad this. Oh, yay, that. <laughs> there's all that stuff going on in your head. So nature, as I experience it, calms a lot of that down. And I just, I just relax and appreciate it. And that makes it easier for me to relax and just appreciate other things, like what the cool air feels like on my skin, how the bed feels different, the comfort of snuggling up with someone whom I love and trust. Aww. You know, uh, I could experience all of these things in my own bedroom and do, but it's different. It's also yeah. different. And Eddie also talked about the heightened sensitivity on his skin in particular, which I think is really yeah. probably the most visceral way that we feel nature. We see stuff, we hear stuff, but I mean, it's really the feeling, um, especially if you're not dressed, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I bet that kind of sensation sticks with you, like it's part of the memory. It, it does indeed. It, and it's a shared memory. So yeah. it, it, it's another intimate shared memory that you have with each other. It's just a really cool thing, a really cool thing. And you know what? I mean, we've been together for a long, long time. And when we did this particular little thing, it had mm -hmm. been decades. We'd been married. So here's, here's a new experience, you know? Yeah. It's also something really cool um, that I enjoyed about doing this with Eddie, which is, um, you know, so you're outside, you're at night, it's at night. I'm a city girl, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't camp when I was a kid. Eddie grew up camping, like sometimes weeks at a time in summer, his family. Oh my goodness. So he knows a lot more about the outdoors than I do. And so I might be lying there next to him and listening to the sounds. And, and I, I would say, what's that sound? And he'd say, oh, that's a bullfrog. <laughs> yeah, something I didn't know and 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 something he got a kick out of sharing who I mean who doesn't like sharing uh, new things sharing knowledge you know right with their and it's about their childhood too and about their childhood oh yeah oh yeah you can take a few trips down memory lane which yeah. just boggles my mind how anyone can just pull up the stakes and live down there by the lake for two months during the summer. It's like, what? You know? And it's really interesting that after being together for so long, that you are able to still learn new things about each other because of a new environment. I, I really, uh, that's a really good point. I'm, I'm glad you made that point. Um, it's, and it's true. It, I guess that is really one of the benefits of trying out new things together. Well, it you, turns out you were the perfect guest for this topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. 
I, I, um, I'm, I'm very glad. I, I, I was when we sat down, Eddie and I, to talk about our memories of this. I was surprised at how much came back, uh, which tells me that that was a deeply meaningful experience for yeah. us. You know, so definitely. So, um, I guess that really just would bring me to. Um, once again, the takeaways of, mm-hmm. of the uh, experience. Uh, and we've already talked about either or. And the other thing that I would say is, um, if like me, you spend a lot of time in your head, and writers do. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, anything that you can do to get out of your body, or get out of your head and into your body, <laughs> is, is very refreshing. Um, and that's even if you just go to a window and take a couple of deep breaths and look out at whatever you can see. Another privilege I have is that we live right next to the wetlands. So I can go to my back patio and all I see uh, are rocks. Well, everyone mm-hmm. sees rocks in Vegas, but... Uh, <laughs> but you see decorative rocks, right? I see, I see, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I see rocks that nature put there, yeah. not what people put there. I see greenery, I see the sky, uh, a vast expanse of sky, um, and and I'm very grateful. I'm very I'm very grateful to have found a place like this uh, in Las Vegas. Wonderful. So, so so that's you know that's pretty much what I have to say about uh, the experience. Well, thank you very much for sharing all of that and for going to such detail and bringing up those memories and talking to Eddie about it, too. I really liked hearing his thoughts on it. (laughs) Why don't you let everyone know how they can follow you and support you and find out what's going on in the world of Terry Malley? Well, I know you're going to post some links to the the, the essays that I mentioned. Uh, Tanya will post links to those if you want to read some of my work. Or, in one case, if you'd like to hear me read an essay, some years ago, um, I made a podcast for the National Public Radio's uh, series, This I Believe, which was about my father's passing. Well, I was going to say that's exciting, but it's not exciting about your father's passing, but that you did a podcast, and you're a wonderful reader, so I think that would be just an amazing listen. Well, thank thank you. Um, I, I appreciate that. And, and it was, once again, one of those experiences that I had to integrate for a while before I could do it. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to share it um, because it is such a, I mean, we all experience losing people we love. We certainly do. So so there are you know a few, a few of those, which I know you'll post the link to. Yes, those I, will be in the show notes. I, I am on Facebook. Um, not doing a lot on Facebook, but you can find me. <laughs> <laughs> Just search for Terry Maui, T-E-R-R-I-M-A-U-E on Facebook. Thank you for that. And and I'm also on Twitter. And um, again, not doing a lot, but you, you might find me posting every once in a while on Twitter. And um, I'm not sure whether all of this is my handle. Shows you how much I use Twitter. But um, <laughs> it's witchdoc, W-I-T-C-H-D-O-C, at witchdoc14. And I guess you'll post that, too, for me, Tanya. Yes, I definitely will. Okay, okay. And I do, of course, have an Amazon author page. Um, My book on Amazon is called Thoughtless. It's a book of uh, nine sort of quirky little essays, true fruit of my curious mind 
wandering off uh, into what would what would it be like if this were true? Like, what would it be like if you really had eyes in the back of your head? Would that be a good thing or not? <laughs> you know. So, Thoughtless is a is a book of a little book of short stories, and you can find that on on Amazon. Published under Teresa T H E R E S A Maui M A U E. I think that's it. Okay. Well, I will put all of those in the show notes. And I thank you again for being such an amazing guest today. I, you were definitely the perfect guest for this tip. And I'm <laughs> I'm glad you didn't have to go out in the monsoon or humid weather. That, <laughs> that would is, be a different experience entirely. <laughs> yeah. It'd be, don't do it. <laughs> mm, yeah, we probably wouldn't have made it for a whole night. That's true. Or, or you would have gone to Mount Charleston or something where it's a little bit cooler. But it's, it's just really humid right now. For, for Vegas, like we're not used to this. We are not able to handle all the moisture in the air. Just rain and go away. Like that's what we want. Amen. Amen. But please do rain and then go yes, away. Please yeah. do rain. We do need the rain. Yeah. Thank you everyone for watching and listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and leave a comment for Terry. And until next time, remember to treat love as a verb. Thank you.